Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Naz. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach. And this week, we decided it's time to check out some new boys making that new new. New new. New new. And we're listening to the band volumes and their album different animals jenny matt let's dive right in jenny when did this album come out this album was released on june 9th 2017 whoa what that's right 2017 not so long ago very recently we we call that something along the lines of like my parents told me about that party and now I'm old enough to be at that party with my parents. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm hoping they'll leave soon. They were my ride. They did not need to stay. It's a long, long name for this part of the timeline. Might have to shorten it a little bit. Start off, Jenny, any history with volumes? None whatsoever. Matt, any history with volumes? Same. So I found out about this band while we were doing our uh, research for our episode on the band Issues, this band continued to show up in my YouTube recs. They were like, if you're listening to Issues, you got to listen to Volumes. And they just kept showing up. Various songs. Check these guys out. Check these guys out. And then I saw them mentioned in some articles. And I was like, fucking fine. And I checked out some songs. And I was like, shit. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about these boys in the show. The algorithm beat you down. The algorithm, it just pestered me. And, you know, it's not like, I mean, let's be honest, the effort of going over and clicking a recommended video, not the toughest thing in the world. Mm. For some. uh, For some, maybe. That's true. That's true. But uh, you know what? It worked out. And here we are talking about the band. Jenny, let's talk about, I guess, first, who's in volumes? On this record... Volumes is Gus Farias, I think, Farias, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm probably ruining your name, Gus, but Unclean Vocals and Rap Vocals, Mike Terry, Unclean and Unclean Vocals, Diego Farias on Guitars, Production, Programming, and Engineering, Rod Sudani on Bass and Programming, and Nick Ursich on Drums. So I guess I guess we should talk about it, John. Jenny, what is the uh, what are the genre tags for this album? Genre tags are new metalcore, progressive metalcore, and gent. Ooh, we got some gent, a little gent in there. So new metalcore, the entire new metalcore into just straight up metalcore genre, as we know, this is a genre of drama. Bands are going through it constantly. If you know about, if you listen to our episode on issues, you knew that band was going through some drama. Since then, more drama. Drama, drama, not leaving it for your mama. And volumes is no different. Read, I'll just read the top of the wiki. This is the first album to feature former Barrier Dead vocalist Mike Terrius, co-vocalist, and the only album to not feature foundering co-vocalist Michael Barr, this album was also the final studio album with co-vocalist Gus Farias and guitarist Diego Farias. So, right away, people coming in, people going out. And the drama surrounding this band is 
quite something. Jenny, if you wanted to dig in a little bit over on that wiki. I mean, where do you want me to start? Well, I guess we can start with that this band uh, started in 2009. It was founded by Diego. And then he brought his brother in, Gus. And then they had a gentleman named Daniel Bronstein who also came in. And they were adding people, subtracting people. Currently, bassist Rad is the only is the oldest member of the band like the been in the band the longest but they have had multiple members coming and going michael barr he was a member for a long time then they then he left or he was fired and uh that's the other thing were you did you leave or were you fired did you leave or were you fired there's never a definitive answer and so after this album one day it comes out that Gus is out of the band. And what? yeah, unclean vocalist Gus out of the band. And he released a statement. Jenny, would you like to, to give us that statement? Yes, Gus. He addressed his departure by releasing the statement. Gus says, I just want to make it clear that I did not quit. I love being in the band. I get kicked out for personal bullshit which really is bullshit. I'm going to be the bigger man and not air out business like that. I got a check. I secured my royalties. I'm out. I'm putting me first. I'm putting everything I got into Yogi. I don't know what it took to get volumes. Oh, I know. Excuse me. I do know what it took to get volumes where it's at because I had a big, big part in it. And then there's a whole... A whole Twitter feud and situation. Yeah, because after he left the band, he left the band December 16th, 2019. January 30th, 2020, the band says, oh, by the way, Michael Barr, he's back in the band. And the Wikipedia just says that Farias took to Twitter to chastise the band over Michael Barr rejoining volumes. But they don't tell you what he said. <laughs> But if you go and you read the tweets, my man is on an all caps rampage. Yes, he says all caps rampage. He says the following. Yo, fuck, I don't care. Suck my dick if you get offended. But I just heard Michael Barr's solo shit for the first time. And wow, it fucking sucks ass. I remember Barr told me I'm a wannabe rapper. Now I drop a song does 10 times the numbers in a day while his shit been out for six months. Long story short, suck my dick, pussy, karma, bitch, ain't it? <laughs> Super low-key reaction. Right. Super chill. He's got no problems. <laughs> Just, you know, you know, nothing says I'm over it, no big deal, like suck my dick, bitch. Pussy. <laughs> yes. So then Michael Barr responds to us and says, hey, man. Wish you all the best and have nothing but respect for you as an artist. This is unfortunate. And you know, he, our boy comes back and says, your fake AF kicked me down when I was in knee trying to get off dope and then talk shit to fans behind my back. And then Michael Barr says, definitely supported you when it came to fans. I don't know what it's like to do H or know how to deal with someone on it. Got a response, no, bro, you're a shitty human being, can't switch it up now, no way, too many people respect saying, how are you going to go around talking shit? 
Michael Barr says, I actually say a lot of positive things about you since my departure to, to most people that asked me to be honest. Never switched. And then we hear, ah, so now I'm a respected rapper and rap and no artist you look up to. Now you're talking good. Yeah, bro. That's called being a dick rider. <laughs> okay. You can't fucking win with this. Can't. No, it's, oh, can't. and we're not done. So then oh. it's somehow oh, or another. Lord. This continues into another exchange where Michael Barr says, I was not my best in volumes. That 100%. And I wish I could reverse a lot that I did. I've grown a lot since then. Sorry, man. And then our boy comes back and says, no doubt you were a psycho when you were in the band. And one problem, though, it took you one year and you apologized through Twitter. You in third grade? Michael Barr, still responding to this, bit of a glutton for punishment, I-M-H-O, says, you basically asked me to apologize to you on Twitter. I'm sorry you think I'm crazy. I've grown a lot, like I said. And this is my favorite response. <laughs> uh, nah, not really. I just wanted to call you out and make you feel minuscule. Fuck your apology. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Then it turned Fuck. into this a battle about who was sober and who was not. There were some issues with heroin and Xanax in the band. That just sounds like a mess. It's a mess. It's very messy. We should also mention, because this is the final album uh, with the Various Brothers, Gus was kicked out of the band. Uh, Diego left shortly after and then uh, sadly passed away uh, in early 2020 um, the band said we are absolutely devastated by the tragic passing of Diego Farias we are trying to cope and process this as it all seems so surreal we send our love and thoughts to his brothers Gus and Andreas his mother and father and his entire extended family as we collect our thoughts we will then be able to properly convey them more but for now we love you Diego rest in power volumes so incredibly dramatic on so many levels there both petty and truly heartbreaking which is just the way we want to kick this episode off with just all that drama before we even heard a note of a note of music. I guess the uh, the other thing to mention, uh, Jenny, producer on this record, we got Brandon Paddock, who I'm not familiar with, and not, also yeah. Diego. Okay, so Brandon, he is an American pop and rock musician and producer, and he's a member of the electronic pop dance duo Fancy Cars. And he has received two RIAA Platinum Records for his work on Avril Lavigne's Here's to Never Growing Up and Christina Perry's Human. He also helped produce the song Acapella by Carmen. Yeah, his, uh, his list of... Yeah, he's, he's definitely a lot of pop stuff. He's worked with Daughtry, Gavin DeGraw, did a little work with Papa Roach, the Used, Panic at the Disco, a band called Set It Off. He also worked with Echo Smith. I don't know if you're familiar with Echo Smith, you guys, but Echo Smith is one of the worst bands to ever exist. Hmm. Just a Noted. interesting little note. Just an interesting note. Echo Noted. Smith. Echo Smith. I don't know how to explain it, but I heard an Echo Smith song, and I thought, music? Maybe a mistake. Wow. Well. Just saying. 
All just right. Like, well, watch wow. out for Echo Smith. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. But keep yeah, keep uh, keep safe out there, kids. Echo Smith is still out there. Well, you know what? I think it's it's a perfect time. We've talked about the drama. We've talked about everything. Oh, did we talk? Did you want to talk about the, the other Gus controversy or leave we that in the gotta past? Gotta hear a song. Okay. All right. We'll get back to the other Gus controversy. But okay. before we do, let's listen to some of this record. First track is called Waves Control. Fuck you, why don't you just let me all go? I did it again. I woke up again. Tired of running through moments you trust. Keep losing my friends. start with you what did you think about waves control wow 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 what a song is that good or bad you know it's good but it's also i'm not a full endorsement yet i'm i i love the aggression right out the gate love the vocals right out you got that weird metal core the metal chord chug which just sounds like there's an extra like flange on the uh guitar where it's like it's got like that kind of weird metal chord guitar saying then we get like the vocals everything's great and then we get that chorus real change of pace it's like five songs we've got five songs going on here i'm not angry at any of them do i like them all together that's the question that this album will need to answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a hot start. First time I put this on, I was like, wow, holy shit. This is this is right out the gate. They're going for it. Digging into these lyrics, it's talking about drug addiction, talking about suicide talk. It's very bleak. It reminded me of the start of the Down the Sun record and how that immediately started with some bleak drug talk as well. And from what I could tell, digging into the meaning of these lyrics, the, 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 the lyric that stuck out to me is, I'm an addict with a crown, which sounded to me like he knew he had a problem and people were just enabling it and not doing anything about it. And, you know, because if they were to help him, potentially it would, would fuck with their money. And so they're just going to keep, you know, feeding the beast, as it were. And it really struck me right away that I was like, oh, this record, 
not posing, not kidding. This record feels like it's coming from a very real place. And honestly, seeing all the drama that's happened with this band and everything that Gus has said has since been kicked out of the band and his Twitter tirades, I believe it. I believe it's coming from a real place. Jenny, what'd you think of Waves Control? Uh, I liked it. I thought, I, I guess I didn't know what to expect coming into this record, but I thought that this was like an interesting marriage of a lot of different styles. It was definitely very, very poppy in a way that I was a little surprised by, but I enjoyed quite a bit. I felt like they really pulled off the, the smooth boys and the harsher vocals together. Um, I really enjoyed this. And I agree about the lyrics. Not uh, not posing there. There's a sense in which he talks about, or talks about, he screams about, the, these feelings of being on drugs and and this sort of hopelessness of it, but you don't know you don't know what to do. You know, tell you I'm cool, but I'm losing my grip. Tell you I'm good, but I'm losing my shit. I mean, I feel like we're coming from a real place on it. And yeah, I have to say, hearing the clean vocals from Mike Terry on that chorus, I was like, this guy, this guy's got a voice. And then I was immediately like, this is that style once again. Going back to issues, you got that harsh dude, and then you got that smooth boy, even him and out. But I think, I mean, we're only one track in, but I feel like the balance here is a little less off kilter because I think Mike Terry's voice is not as pretty as uh, TC's and issues. Jenny? Yeah, I would agree. These smooth boys gave me a little bit more of that, like, sensual Chino touch. Mm. And they're smooth boys. My first thought when I heard the smooth voice was, I bet whoever's doing that is hot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this just sounds like some hot dude shit. (laughs) And I'm on my hot dude shit. Jenny, Jenny, is is he hot? Look, (laughs) (laughs) I mean... He's doing fine. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I'm happy for the young man. <laughs> uh, well, there we have it. All right. I think we're ready to, to dive into the next one. All right. Up next, finite. Now don't go walking towards the light. Life is only finite. Cold nights, the cold nights, yeah. 
this is very new new very new new you got a lot going on here with the smooth but also it's got a slight like hip-hop vibe to it in some of those verses and but it still has that harsh directness with the gus vocals this is a winner in my book this is this is what i'm talking about plus that that slow I, I i guess sensual is the only word i got for that opener and then into that siren noise that's a hot start they're two for two for me jenny thoughts on finite uh, i also enjoyed it i feel like this is very well produced uh it sounds great and it's very very catchy very easy to listen to i can see this having broad appeal (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute wait a minute hold on what are we talking about what are you saying what are you talking about i didn't say anything well you You mean to tell me are you telling him you pop this track ladies be popping their tops i look maybe only one tit at a time but (laughs) listen there's only a to quote the song, there's a finite number of cups in a bra, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I know you. Well, you know, they got a pop producer. They didn't get a metal guy. They didn't ask Putney. You know, which I feel would be like the obvious choice here. They went with a pop guy. And because of that, the the pop aspect of these uh choruses and everything you know comes out very clear and you're right it is an, it is an easy listen it's got these yeah it's got these ostensibly harsh guitars but it's not a harsh listen at all no i i sincerely meant i felt the appeal was broad but once mm-hmm. i said it i i knew what i had done you <laughs> pandora's box yeah matt thoughts on finite i love that I love that. I think that's great. Like, that's a winning combination of everything for me. I'm surprised that that didn't bust through a little bit more. Did it do well? I guess that's the thing, though. Is like, I have no idea how well or not well this album did. So, over on the Wikipedia, it says that this album was number 49 on the top rock albums chart, number 9 on the top hard rock albums chart, and on overall U.S. top album sales, 62 so not a top 40 record but it charted i don't know what what the singles did like i said this was recommended to me in the algorithm from what i can tell they supported issues on the headspace tour uh, with this album so they were opening for issues so i guess that gives you the idea of their popularity in relation in the scene as it were there is also a part we got to talk about because we're, we're talking about new metal on this show. And there's a prime new metal moment, Matt. If you go to 215 for what I call the harsh chug into the middle fingers part. All right, here we go. Just like a 
fingers to the sky once you die it's suicide if that isn't a new metal lyric i don't know what it is that's that's it right there this also this uh lyrically this song seems to follow right off of waves control we're still talking about dealing with drug use realizing that life is finite and you know you love to play with fire but you know what could happen with you is you could you could you could die you know (laughs) it's it's very very blunt and uh there's a music video for this song um we cannot i mean i've been waiting to talk about these music videos all week jenny what did you think of let's start what do you think of the look of this band they just look like dudes in their early 20s to me early mid-20s dudes i meant more the 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 fashion choices that they were making yeah yeah it felt okay. very like dudes in this kind of band love to party it's like a skater vibe but like skaters now not skaters from my day because i'm 100 years old apparently but like <laughs> it just very much like when i think of like uh i don't know my younger cousins are like very fully immersed in that skateboard life and this just looked like their friends to me I was like, "Oh yeah, I oh these guys. I know these guys." Yeah, they're. Uh, it's it's interesting because uh, you know of the recent new new that we've done on the show. You have on one end issues in the Headspace era, back when TC was still in the band, and it was very much a, a very thoughtful, fashion forward, stylist on hand look especially to TC. But definitely if you look at the stuff from the last issues record, you can feel like they're they're thinking about the fashion, they're thinking about the style, they're making a message with the look. And then you look at somebody like Dark Complex. Dark Complex, as we said, they all look like they have their own style, but it looks like no one talked to anyone else about that style to make any sort of uniformity. So we've got bondage masks next to monster energy drink jerseys what have you with volumes it's got a very like they said like hey you can do whatever you want but everyone was like can i just wear what i got or hit the thrift store right before there, there's a lack of stylist thought i think in some of these outfits i could be wrong these guys could be styled out the ass and i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but you got a guy in a giant fur coat but then the other guy's got a shirt sort of full of holes then you got another guy in a multicolored starter jacket. And then you got another guy who's wearing an open pink salmon button up over a t-shirt. It just seemed, uh, this might be a thing that I just can't relate to. But as you pointed out, Jenny, Mike Terry, attractive young man. And he, but he often seems to look to me like he just got out of bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, it's okay. It's fine. That seems that's, to be like that's the winning boys match. Is that is that it? Like I just can't. I can't relate to that. Like I just, I just can't. Like the charm that I felt watching these videos was they did seem very much to not be. They were trying just enough. I felt 
So mm. like what what may have felt like disheveled and like not thought through, I think that's kind of the vibe. I I think they're they're trying to walk that line. Ah, I see. Okay, I got it. This this makes this is that thing once again where it's like this guy seems like he just woke up. Why is every girl into this guy? And it's like you don't know, Lauren. He's just got this extra thing. It's got that thing. It's the best. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the video has something of a storyline. Uh, the band is performing inside a giant mansion, beautiful home. And there's a blindfolded woman sort of walking around and every now and again, it'll smash cut and it'll be all dark reds and she's drinking out of like a wine glass full of blood or something like that. But then it'll go back to normal color and bright lights. And at one point she's walking down a staircase while ping pong balls fall down next to her. And I was like, sure, whatever. I don't know. I couldn't really see the one to two lyrically to to the, the, the theme of the video. But as you said, Jenny, they all look, they all look cool. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. True, true. All right. Up next, we've got Feels Good. tell you you're at a volume show which by the way if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet get that vaccine so that volumes can get back on the road so we can all put our hands in the air when they do feels good we were all vibing on that one vibing hard vibing real hard jenny we'll start with you i loved it i thought it was a a really perfect mix of heavy and catchy i thought it was great this was their first single and i thought it was great choice for that very anthemic enjoyed that what can i say i'm i'm in i'm in for this record jenny's in matt thoughts on feels good feels good to listen to a song like that (laughs) i enjoyed it you know it's interesting to be so far removed from the first lincoln park record being old enough to kind of remember that like this feels good 
but also feels like that kind of touchstone record. Like this feels like a good combination of things that have come before. It is very unapologetically poppy and also mixing in things that are heavy, which feels very new to me, although this is not what I would ever label new. You know what I mean? I hope I said that right. Like, I don't listen to this and think new metal. But I do think this could be that new, new. You look at this as a bridge album. Yeah, I, th- I think this is like... They're taking what they had and they're going... They're reaching out. Yeah, they're trying to build a bridge to something else. Okay. I can see that. This does have real this does have what i feel like is like attempts at big tent vibes i don't know necessarily if there's anything on this that i would necessarily say is like i feel like some of these choruses have big tent anthemic uh arena vibes to it but i don't know if the verses always are in that realm uh the verses still sometimes feel smaller like uh but uh, like club, club, it's like club verses with arena choruses. I think that's where I kind of fell on this a bit. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was great once again. I really liked it. Lyrically, I was I was up and down on whether or not this song was about how it feels good to be off drugs or that it's tough to get off drugs because it feels good. <laughs> and the lyrics kind of, jump between both points of view that you know i'm trying to do i'm trying and it feels good to try but also man it feels good which is an interesting interesting point of view you know normally i mean and definitely there are some some we've already heard some songs on here where they talk about the the misery and the sort of the prison the drugs can be and this one sort of like feels like more of like a war between the two like yeah it feels good to say you're off it and say you're on the wagon and doing what you can but also drugs feel good (laughs) there's nothing else to say let's talk about this music video jenny (laughs) i was just uh laughing because i was reading the note that you sent me about the video i'm just gonna read it band performing among vertical dangling white bulbs all wearing white t-shirts except for the drummer sans shirt shots of injecting drugs along with mike walking on the beach looking tired everyone looks tired Honestly, they all look like they got a call to make the video 10 minutes before they started shooting. No hairdresser or stylist on set? Lauren, I think... I'm Listen, I'm, feels lazy. Listen, I'm just mailing a comb, all right? That's all I'm doing. I'm mailing a comb well, and some hairspray. I, so I think, if you don't mind me bringing up a, a recent Twitter argument, at this sure. point, months gone. Oh, yes. It's... Towelgate 2021. Oh, you want to talk about Towelgate? I just think I understand more now, like where you're coming from, where you're like, these outfits aren't coming together. There's no hairdresser or stylist on set. It was recently revealed on Twitter that Lauren, you use a new towel every single day. This is true. Which also implies that you shower every single day. I have to. I would be willing to bet that almost... No member of this band showers every single day. And if they do, 
there's no way they're using a noon towel every day. You're just a really very clean, groomed kind of guy. <laughs> and, you know, look, I shower as much as it's necessary. And if a towel is around, I'm going to get the vibe that it's clean enough, right? <laughs> I think this is just, there's just a diverging life sensibility here. That's why I'm like, saying. I get these guys. I think I get it. <laughs> but the video, I mean, this is not a, a one and done towel video. They are all wearing white. They're not, all wearing not white. stained. This is true. It all it is all bright whites, bright gleaming whites. But yeah, they all do they all do look tired. But it is I think what you said once again, Jenny, is that one person's tired is another person's chill vibe hot. They might also be tired. They might also be tired. <laughs> one man's tired is also another man's tired. <laughs> Every man's tired. <laughs> Every man's tired is just what that tiredness can communicate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it might just be, it might just be. I'm watching these videos, just being, yeah, just an old guy who loves a fresh towel every day. I didn't call you old. I'm feeling it may have been implied. No, it has nothing to do. Okay. No, look, I'll tell you. When I was much younger, I was even more of a little, little Tasmanian devil than I am now in terms of being a little messy, messy, and. I occasionally went out on a date with a dude who a guy put like product in his hair and asked me out on a date. I almost was just like, why am I even fucking bothering here? Because you're clean. You're too clean. I can see that you're too clean it has nothing to do with age. Went out with plenty of young man who is, who is very clean. And I was just like, I just can't do it. This isn't going to work. You're going to think I'm gross. I'm going to feel on edge all the time. Nothing to do with age. Nothing to do with it. Fair enough. Fair Mitch enough. Is, Mitch is cleaner than me, but just the right amount. The right okay. amount that like I keep it clean because I'm like it meaning things in life. I'm not like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Coochie Talk. That's it, so, baby. It's very detailed information about my personal hygiene. <laughs> I just mean like Mitch is like a very tidy dude, but there's like a level that I'm like, all right, I feel like this will keep me human, but not to the level where I'm like, is he going to notice if I have a, a cuticle out of place? Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody has time for that bullshit. No, absolutely not. Except the people who have time for that bullshit. That's True. right. In which case, right. none of the you, time. Yeah. But you're not for me. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about hygiene. We've talked about the look <laughs> of this band. I think it's only right that we go to the next song. All right. Up next, we've got Disaster Vehicle. Yeah, and it ain't no lie Fuck, you coming up right now 
Wow. That is that's really something right there. It's a political song. The first couple times I heard it, I thought that he was saying, fuck the system, it can eat a bowl of dicks. But that is not what he is saying. He's saying, fuck the system and its politics. All politicians are corrupt than quit. But wouldn't that have been great? Fuck the system, it's a bowl of dicks. I mean, I felt great. Every time I listened to it, I was like, this is the song where he says, eats a bowl of dicks. I, I was so excited, but that is not what he's saying. And this song is, it feels... It feels a little bit like a young person's introduction to dissent. It's not very specific, but it's angry. It's like a blunt. It's a blunt instrument because it's going after corrupt corruption in politics, but just in a general idea. Fuck the politics. It's all corrupt. Then there's talk about police killing off civilians, killing all the innocents. Still very relevant. And it rips. And it rips. I, you know, I was a little back and forth on whether or not the vagueness is a is a plus or a minus, and ultimately I feel like with the overall intent of this album, its idea of it is a bridge album, someone's maybe first metal album, bring them in, I think having just a, a, a general, you know, not overly specific, not giving you a Zach De La Roca level <laughs> history lesson, uh, I think it works. I think it works. It gets it gets gets the thoughts going. Why exactly is the system fucked? What more do I need to know? Click here to learn more. Jenny. <laughs> hey, I I agree. I thought this like in terms of content was our most new metal situation so far. This this whole fuck the system. Don't disagree with the word of it. I'll tell you that. I liked it. I'm really I'm really on the ride here. What I liked about, so what I liked about these lyrics, I agree that they were vague, but it didn't feel like a pose to me. It felt like what we were getting is where they are with this. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. this is probably the, the level to which they're not trying to get into like too many specific details. They're just like, it sounds like maybe they... Just read like a Johan Hari book and learned more about the war on drugs. And we're like, whoa, wait, what the fuck? We did what? <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me? Um, and I mean, it really does like... When you think of, this was released in June of 2017. So, I mean... This was like a, a scary time, if I recall correctly. I mean, not that that stopped, but like if I'm <laughs> if I'm thinking back to around this time, I mean, it was extremely tense, and it only got more tense. But that doesn't lessen the tension of of like early mid 2017. So I think it tracks, and I and I like it, Matt. Yeah, I I dug this one. Um, I mean, hey sheeple. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. fucking? Are you fucking up? I am now. I'm I'm awake now. I'm awake now. Uh, well, put on your <laughs> your cleanest white tee. We've got a system to take down. Well, I should mention you bring up sheeple. We should talk a little bit about this album art because I do. You know, I got myself a physical copy of this bad boy. Picked it up on eBay from the eBay store Stuff of K-Town for a sweet $9.58. Decent a little pricier. Price. 
decent price. A little pricier. Dropped in 2017, you know. And uh, the copy I got was uh, pretty pristine. A little crack in the case, but otherwise good condition of everything else. Uh, the album art, you've got a graffitied wall in front of what looks to be, I think this is Los Angeles skyline, I'm assuming. That's what they, I'm going to assume. They are from Los Angeles. There we go. Los Angeles skyline. Uh, and then their logo, which is a big V with a with a, what I believe this is a wolf. I would agree with your uh, it assessment. It looks like a wolf. Yeah. And so, I mean, wake up sheeple. We got a wolf. Mm-hmm. It's going to eat your ass if you're not careful. Wait. It's going to eat your ass. Wolves eat ass? <laughs> not that way, Jenny. The bad <laughs> way. Big salad tosser. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's true. That's, that's the phylum name. <laughs> that's right. Just something to think about. <laughs> Come here for <laughs> that, breaking, breaking animal kingdom gossip, too. There it is. Uh, all right. Well, um, let's just keep it moving. All right, up next we got pieces. song yeah this one uh here we have a lot of this one felt very new to me we have a lot of uh, new metal tropes i'm falling down to pieces i'm lost again i'm fucked again who <sighs> hasn't been there and um but also some suicide imagery in there time to say goodbye uh no one left to hurt no tears left to cry nothing left to burn time to say goodbye uh so very bleak in that aspect, but very effective. And um, I mean, the last <laughs> the last line of the song, just close the coffin. God damn. <laughs> Whew. That's dark. Ouch. That's dark. Yeah, this uh, album to me feels very much like it was written by and for, at least lyrically, like this feels like early mid 20s stuff a lot of like uh, you know the the addiction stuff and everything as well but like there's just something about this maybe it's just like where i was at that age so i associate it with that like pretty strongly but yeah i feel like i really enjoyed this um i can't say that i related to it terribly strongly or anything like that but I think had I heard this 
10, 12 years ago, maybe I would have been like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I, I don't think now at this point you'd be turning to Mitch going, just close the coffin. goddamn!" Like it, it's just not the same. No, I, I almost got tattoos on my feet that said tie the rope and kick the chair. So that should just <laughs> take you. Yeah, I got what? talked out of it. I got talked out of it. I must've been huh? 20. <laughs> I must've been 22 or 23. I was like, they're on my feet. If I don't like them later, like, who cares? Which, fair enough, but... But you owe that friend a big thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You should, um, you should send them, I don't know. A <laughs> picture of your child. Yeah. That, yeah. A picture of your child. <laughs> says, His exact... Hey, I remember you. we were sitting next to each other at the elbow room in Ypsilanti, and he looked at me and said, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 and, you know... I laughed at the time. He's right. <laughs> I wasn't mad. We had that kind of friendship, but dude is right. I'm just saying. Prop, props to that guy. <laughs> props to that guy. Wow. Well, um, Matt, what'd you think of Pieces? Like I said, just a tidy little song. I thought it sounded good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really blown away by it. It was just like, yep. Yeah. Sounds like a good song in the middle of the album. There you go. Um, and, you know, I think we can talk a little bit. So, as we said, this is the last album with Gus on the harsh vocals. Uh, I feel, and I think we can all agree, his interplay with Mike, Smooth to Harsh, is great. I feel like it's a, a very a very compatible combination. And, honestly, I, I think we've already talked about it earlier, it's a much less jarring transition than something like Issues was. And so I kind of understand Gus's surprise when he is booted from the band because interplay-wise, it seems like he makes sense. But it does sound like, based on other things, that perhaps there were some addiction issues. But also, as the drama follows this band, Jenny, if you want to just dip in quickly to this weird bit of drama controversy at the tail end of the uh, volumes Wikipedia revolving Gus... Yeah, so I, I couldn't tell you exactly what the genesis of this was, but I'll just read the last line of the controversy section of the Spans Wikipedia. In February 2017, vocalist Gus Ferris opened generated controversy when he failed to deliver on paid guest spots for other bands, later offering refunds, which is my favorite last line of any wikipedia just the thought of this person offering refunds is very funny to me so i can't quite i I don't i guess people had been paying him because he said he was going to come be on their album and then he just didn't do it that seems to be what it is and then from what i could tell just sort of digging through various comment sections and twitter feeds is that this is this seems like it'd be a situation where these bands just by the merit of the scene or just the structure of these scenes are much closer to the fan bases than a lot of other um, musical genres. And it seems to be that there are just a lot of controversies. This one seems kind of minor in comparison to some of the more scandalous ones. I mean, what happened with TC and issues is is definitely a a more, uh, uh, a much worse situation involving interactions with fans 
But it, it does seem to be that there's just a lot of situations where, you know, I mean, I'm sure these other bands probably were not as big as volumes and were probably looking for that extra boost. And I mean, it seems like, I mean, was it a scam? Was it just that things didn't come together? Who's to say? He offered the refunds, which is good. But you go through these comment sections and people are referencing all these other instances in which bands or guys in other bands have done things like this. The most famous, of course, um, is Johnny Craig, who is an infamous guy in these in this scene. He's uh, a total wreck, but he's got the voice of an angel, and he goes from band to band, and he's the best, and then they eventually have to kick him out, and then he forms another band, and on and on and on. And uh, his most famous controversy is that he scammed a bunch of fans with fake MacBooks. <laughs> he was like, want to buy a MacBook from Johnny Craig? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, psych, got your money. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. It's a a, check out our uh, it away from the last second. Check out our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Want a want a MacBook? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) pledge lot, and it'll it's it's in the mail. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's who's to say if you know any of that played into why he was eventually removed from the band. Who's to know? It's it once again. I feel like if you're a band in this scene and you have all your original members after five years, you're probably actually not a metalcore band. You probably just took a wrong turn somewhere. Probably need to be in a different genre. True, true. All right. Up next, we've got Interlude into Hope. So I was hearing a lot of influences here. Obviously, I'm hearing a Linkin Park vibe, but I'm also getting, in the guitars, I'm getting a lot of a tapping going on, which gives me a West vibe, but with a little bit of Tom Morello in there too. And, uh, but I, but it's still, is volumes, baby. 
It's volumes. I'm hearing the band front and center. I wrote, this is another winner. Another winner. What do you like, Jenny? I agree. I thought this was another winner. Speaking of influences, something we have not mentioned, but seems important to mention. How many strings? What? How many strings? How many strings are we talking, Jenny? How many strings do you think there are on the guitar? Shit. I mean, a regular guitar has six strings. Right. I mean, we pretty much know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but if it's corn, yeah, we know that uh, they have it's seven. They have seven because that leads to the, what I would define as the signature sound. Yes. Yeah, corn signature. Right. <laughs> definitely corn signature. Sound. I counted the strings. Well, actually, that's not true. I would. The, the guitar looked different than a normal guitar to me. And I went, I think that's probably seven. And when Sweet Mitchell walked through the room when I was watching these music videos, he said, oh, seven string guitar. And I was like, I'll count that as following my gut. And also <laughs> Sweet Mitchell pointing it out. I didn't do the new metal math, but a lot of strings on these guitars. Jenny, when you tell the story, what I'm imagining is you have it on your TV Yes. And you're on the floor, like as close to the screen as you can get, trying to look. And then Mitch just walks by and goes, Oh, seven. And then keeps going. <laughs> yeah. It, you're not far off. I'm like laying on my couch, extremely pregnant, like barely hanging on. <laughs> and I'm like, There are a lot of strings on that guitar. How many? I don't want to count them. <laughs> I'm just like unable to find the will to count. And yeah, casually. Which just walks by and goes, no, oh, seven strings. Seven strings. Yeah. So another another influence there. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when at the album, the point of the album, when I realized that there have been many references to burning bridges on this album. And uh, but this song has a bit more. It's called Hope. And it is a little more hopeful. The line, the key line, nothing we can do but pretend and hope. So, slightly bleak, slightly not. Matt, how do you feel? You know, they gave us Slow Boy. I enjoyed it. I, and I think it's because the uh, I like the chorus on it. I like what they were doing. It, it's, it's a good one. We haven't even... There's a, he has a five-string bass. <sighs> Guys. He had a lot of strings. <laughs> A lot of strings. <laughs> a lot of strings. So, yeah, another another winner. Another winner. Uh, let's just keep it going. All right. Up next, we've got Tides Change, which is an interlude. It'll take us into On Her Mind featuring Puya.
So, Matt. Yeah, buddy. Before we go into On Her Mind, I just want to talk about the vibe of this interlude. Gives me Metallica Unforgiven vibes with some strings. It's very moody, very intense and serious. Jenny, what's the feeling you get from where this 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 is taking you? It's definitely very moody. I'm getting a little bit of like a, a like a, a jail of some kind, like an old jail, old west, some sort of dungeon, <laughs> something. Real Diablo one vibes. For going yes. sure. There you go. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe maybe because uh, yeah, we've got string news. It's an eight string. Wait, what? Eight, so eight strings, my boy. That's uh. So I pulled up a picture here because I had to see it for myself. Right. I had to see these. Okay. With my eyes, because faithful listener, when we do these skypes, we normally put a picture of the band behind us, and Jenny's picture I was able to find, and it has the guitarist there playing his guitar, and I was like, that seems like a little bit more than seven. Like maybe one more. So then I found a picture and I see the neck and I see the tuning pegs and there's eight of them motherfuckers. Wow. It's an Ibanez eight string guitar. Wow. Wow. I I appreciate your support in all things in life, but maybe none more so than your willingness to count guitar strings when I simply cannot (laughs) bring myself to do it. Jenny, in this time of need, you can come to Matt for any guitar string counting that you need. Mitch all right. Casually See? attempted, but Matt got to the real truth, and I appreciate that. And if you will look on the sand, you'll only notice one set of footprints. Oh, truly. Never yes. more so a footprints moment in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was only one set of footprints because Matt was not there he was head home counting the strings those are your footprints uh matt you'll notice those footprints are yours i am nowhere near you yes he's at home counting the strings but either way we can say that this is taking us into a very moody place it's giving us like you said jenny prison jail perhaps a showdown of some kind let's see what on her mind featuring puya has to offer us Well, it's lost your size, I never realized The fact I'm such your lies It's left me alone, broken out home Black crow, locked in a gecko The lost in drove, about to upload, explode I don't get dumb, yes, I'm a psycho I just calls on my phone that I miss Voicemails talking about where you at, where you been I need to know who you with I already told you that I'm with the homies recording I can't be reporting my moves all day More time with your less money, go my way
Matt, I'm... we'll start with you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, who no, wants to ahead, start? Jenny. Who wants to start? I... Jenny, go, go, No, go. Matt, you go. I'll, I'll reveal my truth momentarily. <laughs> you please, please go. That, the verses, probably the strongest verses on the record in terms of like aggression. But then the chorus, the juxtaposition just feels like a swing in the miss. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't, I, I don't know. It left me feeling like, no, do a different, do a different move because of, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. There you go. Jenny. Kyle Mooney. <laughs> That's all. Like if you see Puya, this is a Kyle Mooney motherfucker. This dude. <sighs> this song, uh, I don't know. I maybe... Maybe I'm just like distinctly too old for it. When I saw this guy, I was like, <laughs> I feel like I just. That's Saturday it, Night Live's Kyle Mooney. Yes. I was like, first of all, this dude looks exactly like Kyle Mooney to me. And then I couldn't unhear the Kyle Mooney after I looked at him. I just felt like, I don't know. I did like this song, but there were definitely elements of it that made me just want to like close my suitcase and walk on down the road. I was just like, ah. but I know that I'm not the audience for this song. Cause as I was texting Lauren about it, I was like, you know, I know this isn't the point and that this whole, like my girl's texting me while I'm in the studio thing. is just like a trope, but I was just like, Oh, they need to have better communication and boundaries in this relationship. <laughs> I was like, you know, maybe if you just like set some boundaries with one another, you wouldn't be having this problem. And I was like, you're missing the point by at least 52 miles, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> What did you think, Lauren? Boundaries, an interesting song does not make. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Yeah. If it was, I mean, if, if the verse was like, uh, let's see. So, two hundred calls on my phone that I missed voicemails. So, if we started with like no missed calls on my phone, no missed voicemails. She's not asking where I've been. I told you where I am. Yeah. I'm recording. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to report my rooms all day because she's fine with that responsibility. Yeah. Commitment. Yeah, she lets me do my thing and rock my chain. And when I get home, I let the dingaling swing. Yeah, well, the dingaling line would stay no matter what but yeah it's just like we are clear on our expectations of each other around communication <laughs> great song uh, yes uh you know so this was the this was the song that kept showing up in the algorithm and there's a music video and we will talk about this music video in a moment but the first time i listened to it i had i think the same reaction you had matt i was like what are we doing here there is yes. too much happening here. You start off with Gus's harsh vocal, and you're like, okay, it's this song. Then Puya comes in, and you're like, okay, it's this song. Then here comes Mike in complete hot guy mode, and you're like, oh, is this song now? And then it goes back into it, and it's nuts. It's super nuts. Now, having said, now listen to the song many, many times. I've come around on it. And I do enjoy it a lot. I can tell you, I did skim some reviews to this album. Mixed responses. People did not love this album. They didn't hate it, but they definitely, people 
where this was definitely a divisive track. I read a couple of reviews where they were like, "This is the low point for the record." Like, I don't know why they did this. Nobody liked it, but it is. It is really. It's well. It, for one, it seems like the first song in the album that seems to deal with more hedonistic take on like hooking up and stuff like that. Which generally, I think, if we you know, going to the Limp Bizkit records and some of the other new metal albums we do, it's like, yeah, I'm hooking up with this girl and it's crazy. I mean, you know, Shifty Shellshock and, and Crazy Town. I mean, all those songs. But most of this album has been more about dealing with the, the pain of addiction. And even even a song like Hope seems to be built around maybe in a relationship thing, but could also just be about surviving addiction once again. And then you also have your political songs. So this is the first time we've dealt into any sort of like true relationship situation and all and this one classic new metal pretty messy uh i of course was fascinated much like jenny was with puya i wanted to know more i needed to know more come to find out he's a florida-based rapper he's got something like six mixtapes three albums but the doozy the twist on it that really puts this whole verse that he has up top he's been in a committed relationship for six years with an Instagram influencer whose name is, I believe, Coco Baby or something like that. And I normally wouldn't bring this up, but the relationship is incredibly unusual. For one, Jenny, as you said, if you look up Puya, you see what he looks like. He's a very Kyle Mooney looking dude. Long scraggly hair. Um, he seems to double down on being like a gawky, skinny guy. One of his album covers is him and tidy whities that are splattered with blood. And Coco Baby is, I was going to say it, she's a hottie. She's a hottie. But she also has been recovering from an extremely rare form of cancer. So her Instagram page is a mix of hot bikini thirst trap pics with extremely serious pics from when she was in recovery from her cancer. <laughs> Just in the mix in there. So real tough to jerk off. <laughs> it's very jarring. Wow. It's very jarring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I didn't think that broad talk was broad enough. Man, That's I didn't think fine. it was broad enough. Look. So yeah. So, and then I ended up finding an interview with uh, with this woman in which she talks about at length about their relationship, how he has dealt with the fact that she's been sick, how they've dealt with their relationship as far as like her as an influencer and him as a rapper touring. And she's like, it's great. And we have boundaries and we understand, which means that he basically had to create a fiction of a bad relationship for this. A rare moment. Because just about every single other new metal song that we've ever encountered when it's when you dig into what inspired it, it's like, man, me and my girl were just going through some shit, and I had to get it down on the page. With Puya, he's like, well, actually, things are great. Let me make something up. There you go. Interesting twist. Glad Interesting to hear twist. it. Glad to hear it. Yeah. So yeah. So by all accounts, Puya in a great relationship with a great girl. <laughs> you love to hear it. Yeah. And you love to hear so it. So let's talk about this music video, Jenny. It's a party. It's just a party with a bunch of people hanging out, drinking, a lot of hotties, no naughties, 
not a not even yeah. found. I couldn't I couldn't help but watch this video and just think about how horrible the next day would be. And I know that you had a similar reaction, Lauren. Oh man. This video they are they are having just a reckless party, Matt. Um they are there's lots of shots of people doing that move where the alcohol is up in the air and their mouth is open and we're so we're seeing it in slow-mo go into their mouth and it's like straight straight from the bottle and you're just like Oof. and it's funny is that i was like is it real or is it a prop but i kept realizing i would look in the background and you'd see the faces of the people watching the people drink it straight and those facial expressions were oh shit this is fucked up. This dude's gonna be in trouble tomorrow. Maybe they were acting, but I doubt it. Jenny, I feel like most of that drinking, if not all of it, was real. I think so too. Just based on I I feel like I have been at this party. <laughs> and I have been the person who's like, eh, whatever, just pour it in my mouth. So sweet. Yeah, woo, fun. And then uh regret and pain <laughs> follow yeah i mean it does end with a lot of people jumping into a pool with their clothes on or being thrown into the pool with their clothes on um but yeah it, it also looks like yeah they invited all their friends everybody's lip syncing along people are picking up instruments they would never play and pretending to play them at one point i believe mike sings his chorus while like on his cell phone in this sort of real casual way um, I will say Mike looks more styled here and thus maybe the hottest we've seen him thus far. Going back to this song real quick before we go to the next one, I guess I guess the thing about it is that this song can either be the worst song or it's a new classic. It's one or the other. I feel like it's, it's the only way it can go. But uh, yeah, let's keep it going. All right, up next we've got Heavy Silence. In a heavy silence, backs in view, walking through the haunted doorway, riding off the truth with a pleasant memory of the former you. It's enough to soften judging her. Jenny, what'd you think of Heavy Silence? Uh, this one, I don't know, wasn't my favorite on the record. At this point, I'm kind of like, this feels like, again, I really like this record, but I definitely felt like I was getting toward the end here. I didn't really, I don't know, wasn't for me. What did you think? You know, I thought it was fine. It feels like a late album track. Uh, you know, if anything... I, I noticed that the harsh, smooth interplay is still, uh, you know, very, very simple and, and not a problem at all. 
but it did sort of hit me in this way of like I don't know if it's a plus or a minus, but the idea once again of this being a bridge record and that, you know, even, you know, taking the the TC aspect out of issues that maybe issues in a way is just a bit more innovative in in their sound. But I don't know if it's a plus or a minus for or even if it's even just the different bands, but the volumes doesn't have that level of wanting to reinvent the wheel every time that sometimes they just want to rock out and have a good time. And if anything, this, this song is honestly, I feel they just coming off of something like on her mind, you know, and stuff like finite and feels good early on. This is a, this is a solid B makes sense where it is in the record. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Matt. Yeah, I'm definitely in the don't hate it. Don't love it camp. It's okay. You know, slow boy uh the chorus i like the shift in this chorus better which is interesting uh but yeah not too much to say about it all right what we got next up next oh oh before we do Mm -hmm. that sorry i did have a question uh which was how respectful of our time is this album matt this record is 34 minutes and 58 seconds cool breeze of an album you wouldn't guess it (laughs) By how long we're taking to get through it, but that we've now done this album three times. Yeah, so if you wanted to listen to this, if you wanted to do your three listens, <laughs> it could be done within the, the length of this episode. Very respectful of wow. our time, a breezy listen. Uh, and up next, we've got Pulling Shades. This was uh, this was a surprise late in the album. I was like, okay, we're not done yet. For one, we're screaming fuck right to start the song off. Great move. But then we go into these very smooth chorus or very smooth verses into this chorus with really just the harsh vocal is more of a texture in the background. And I feel like we're 
into more of like a emo metalcore thing that I am just a touch too old for. Like, I like this, but at the same time, part of me's like, who's the old guy? <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm the old guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and there's, and especially looking at this metaphor, which, which I believe, you know, uh, I keep on lighting the sound, you keep on pulling shades down. In this metaphor, Mike is the sun, and she's in a house, and she's like, this guy is way too bright, and she just keeps pulling shades on him. And he's just trying to get that light out of her eyes. Interesting metaphor. Don't know if I've heard that one before. And, uh, you know, it's it's a heavy Let Me See Them Lighter song. It also has a shiny guitar solo at one point. Not bad. Not very new, though. Matt. This one felt like the biggest crossover song to me. Like, definitely a Get Your Lighter song. Definitely a let me see them hands um i really liked it but i would never would call that new just felt like a you know like felt like a straight ahead modern rock song more than anything you know like sure it has some some aggressive genty gent sounds in it but it's not like unaccessible Whereas some of the other things that they would have done would have instantly turned some audiences off. This feels like in a very sweet spot. It's got just enough, but you can still pay it and play it in front of your parents. Except for the big fuck at the top. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you play the fuck and then you're just like, it's all downhill from here, baby. And that's you talking to your mom. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? Nothing more respectful than to say, it's all down here from here, baby, to your mom. Baby, <laughs> to your mom. Exactly. exactly. Uh, Moms love it. They love it. Kid tested, mother approved. There it is. Jenny, what'd you think of this one? Uh, I agree with everything you both said. I don't think I have anything to add there. Other than it's time for the last song. Here we go. Last song, Left for Dead. Wow. What a closer. What a closer. You, they're leaving you for dead, oh, bro. They're leaving you fucking on the ground. The floor was cold. 
I was alone, crucified, let me go, let me fucking go. Jenny, thoughts on Left 4 Dead? I mean, a great way to go out. Very heavy, very fun. I enjoyed it. I noticed that we're basically, through through the entire journey of this album, talking about drug addiction, talking about mortality, talking about relationships a bit, politics, but they decide to basically bookend the album in a bit of the same place. If anything, a bleaker place that we started, because he's left for dead, left for dead, cold on the floor, fading in and out of consciousness. That's a, you know, it, it's it's sort of like saying like the journey isn't over. There's still a lot of work to be done. And uh, I thought that was an interesting choice on and uh, how to end the record, Matt. Yeah, this, I like I like this one as well. Yeah, it's so lame. And I liked it. I liked the it was sort of a little brutal. Uh, the good guitar tones. Hey, hey, hey! That's what I bring to the show week after week, Matt. So don't feel bad. <laughs> it's fair enough. Uh, there was a music video for this song. It is a live video. Um, volumes playing some packed, hyped rooms. Made me miss concerts. Makes me want to go see Volumes playing when I can. I want to see it. I, I know that um, Volumes, as we record this, had recently announced that a new album was done in the can. Holy shit. With Mike Barr back in the band. So, new Volumes, who knows? When this goes up, there could be a single. There could be an album for all we know. New volumes coming soon or already here. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was a very strong way to end the album. And indeed, that is Different Animals by Volumes. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about Cannon Talk. Jenny, we'll start with you. Uh, so I really liked this album a lot. I had a lot of fun listening to it. I listened to it more than three times, and I will listen to it again. There you go. Uh, I really enjoyed it. That said, um, I don't think I'd put anything in the canon. Uh, It all seemed to have... It definitely had new influences, but I feel like those were like a few levels abstracted from what the core of this is. And for that reason, although I think it's a bridge album, there wasn't anything in here that I thought was something that would be essential to hear or even an essential example of new, new necessarily. Like it still felt like there was like a level of abstraction there. Um, So while I really enjoyed this, I don't know that I think there's anything in here for the canon. Lauren, what did you think? Uh, I also thought this album ruled. I also listened to it more than three times and will be listening to it again. It is, you know, it gives you a lot. Harsh, smooth, raps, chugs. Doesn't overstay its welcome. It's a very easy listen. 
it also is an album of potential because I feel like you get these moments where you're like, though, this is really good. But then you're like, what's next? I want to know what's next. This new volumes record, I want to hear because I want to hear where this band's going next. It feels like there's more they can do. They're just getting started. Um, that's one of the things that kind of feels weird about Left 4 Dead is Left 4 Dead doesn't really feel like a, like an end is more of a to be continued. Because um, he's Left 4 Dead, but he's not actually dead. What's going to happen next? Uh I do agree. I don't know if I'd put any of this into the canon, not because it's not good, but because it's, it does just feel like, yeah, like, like not just on a almost there thing, but, but it does feel like there's too much other things muddied in there to say it's totally new metal. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy it a lot. I thought it was great. Um, I think on one of my listens, I was like, on her mind's gotta go in, but I, I think I've talked myself back on that a little bit. So, um, um, but I also just want to say thank you, Jenny, for making me realize um, just why I did not understand the look of this band. No and, problem. Uh, I feel I feel I feel a lot better. Matt, <laughs> great experience. Really enjoyed the album. Yeah, they they've got a lot of really cool things going on. I don't think they have anything for our canon, but you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't check out this. 35 minute album on your own time i i think there's a i think there's enough interesting stuff on this that it bears a couple listens all right well there you have it nothing for the canon but we still very much heartily endorse the boys in volumes and are looking forward to more volumes and whoever is is along for the ride in the band you know let's see what they got and that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Coach with a K, of course. And you know what? And also head on over to that Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast, and become a patron of the show. And uh, until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm waking up this time like I've never been.